Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater on the verge of falling back in. I don't know. We're going to have to remove the former from your title. Let me just be clear that I texted you over the weekend and said that Hallmark has had more misses in their Christmas lineup. It hasn't been terribly strong. No. When a movie with a seal and an underwater Christmas tree is the best offering we've seen so far. (laughs) No shade. I loved that movie. But... I hear you. Yeah. Today we are discussing Never Been Chris, which originally aired on Saturday, November 4th on the Hallmark Channel. We would love for you to join our Instagram family. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Lots of us talking about this movie, as well as others from the weekend. Lots of thoughtful conversation over there. Mm -hmm. No fighting. No, it's a nice group. It's a nice group. We do have a website. Also, it's MeganAndWendy.com, where you can find detailed show notes about each episode, as well as tons of other non-podcast-related content there. We are going to jump right into a synopsis for this movie. Sure thing. Home for the holidays, BFFs Naomi and Liz reconnect with high school crush Chris Silver. A complex love triangle forms, forcing them to take stock of their lives and find the value of friendship. This movie was written by Joie Botkin. Joie has 22 previous writing credits, which include Cranberry Christmas, Falling for You, as well as last year's Our Italian Christmas Memories and Hashtag Xmas. Cranberry Christmas is one of your faves, right? It's a good one. I still, I, th- I need to go back and watch that. It's talked about so much. I think it's one of the first that kind of pushes against mm. Hallmark form. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Jeff Beasley directed. Jeff had back-to-back movies this weekend with Never Been Chris and The Santa Summit. His resume also includes Hallmark's Just One Kiss, A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, Love Strikes Twice, and upcoming for him is Miracle in Bethlehem, PA. Janelle Parrish plays Naomi. Janelle has 51 acting credits and is probably most well-known for her role on Pretty Little Liars from 2010 to 2017. She also played big sister Margot in the To All the Boys I've Loved Before movie trilogy. On Hallmark, we last saw Janelle in Family History Mysteries Buried Past. And Pascal Lamont Kipnis plays Liz. She has a rather short resume with just six acting credits, and this is her very first Hallmark movie. Tyler Hines plays hunky Chris Silver. He was last seen in a picture of her from earlier this year. Linda Coe plays Naomi's mom, Linda. She has 56 acting credits, including Guiding Emily, where she played Emily's doctor, Sweeter Than Chocolate, and Open by Christmas. She was also in two of the two All the Boys I've Loved Before movies, where she played Aunt Carrie. That's funny. There's some crossover. Do you think, like, Janelle Parrish is like, oh, hey, nice to see you again, because they worked together on that other movie? Yes, I do. All right. This movie was filmed in Manitoba, Canada, as well as some areas of Winnipeg. And filming began on March 12th, 2023, ended on June 3rd. May 12th, even. What did I say? Henry. March 12th? Yeah. Sorry, May 12th, May 12th. Evenons. Henry at Evenons plays Liz's mom, Mimi. She's been in a ton of other Hallmark movies, including Made for Each Other, Hanukkah on Rye, Love Strikes Twice, and Sweet Autumn. All right, let's talk first impressions. Go ahead. 
Was this a high school reunion movie or was it a Christmas movie? I don't know. I've got Hallmark apparently isn't ready for a threesome. Man. I almost died. Somebody did write in our Facebook group about a thruple. Mm -hmm. I was LOLing. Yeah, they called this the thruple movie. Loved it. Thruple movie. No, not ready for threesomes on Hallmark. Let's talk about what we liked. My list is short, but considering my list is short, I want to say I did like this movie. Me too. Me too. And people did not like this movie. I think it's because... Well, we all know it's because it was not a Tyler Hines movie. I agree. This movie wasn't a Tyler Hines movie. It's not about Tyler or his character. He's not the star of this movie. Mm-hmm. Joao Botkin wrote this movie, and I said this in our Facebook group. I think it's important to know that because this is the kind of movie she writes. She doesn't write Boy Meets Girl, They Kiss, I Love You, The End. Mm-hmm. She writes complicated relationships, and that's what is at the heart of this movie. The Chris Silver relationship is not the heart of this movie. You could lift it out of the movie and you've got a complete story told. Agreed. Now, would you be okay with that if this movie did not include Tyler Hines? I don't Hines need a love story. Or a love my, story. No, I don't need a love story in all my movies. I like Tyler, but I loved Janelle and Pascal. I thought they had great chemistry on screen and that's a complete movie to me. The two women reevaluating, redefining their friendship and their working relationship mm-hmm. and working through their relationships as the adult children with their moms. That's enough. Yeah, I think so too. Well, we've been saying here for a long time, and it's mostly after mahogany movies because I feel like mahogany movies gets it right. They know how to, um, they have the friendship angle in these movies. Mm-hmm down and we've been asking for like hallmark regular hallmark non-mahogany movies to give us something more it doesn't always have to be romantic love and i think this movie is a solid one about female friendships and i liked it me too i did also enjoy the difficult dynamics between the daughters and their moms yeah i thought liz's was a little more compelling I thought Naomi's came off as a little selfish, but still an interesting story to look at. I'm sure there's lots of widowed... I mean, her dad was dead, right? For 17 years. To me, Liz's conflict was more believable than Naomi's conflict. The idea that her mom's like, I'm going to move and we're going to live together. Mm. Well, their whole problem was boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Like... If your mom wants to be in your life and your life takes place in Palo Alto and where were they living? Where was this? Chicago. They talked about Chicago at some point, but then they talked about somewhere else too. They're not in Chicago because Mindy moved to Chicago. Right. But they're in small town somewhere. Somewhere. I don't think there's anything wrong with your mother wanting to be like connected to your world. I do think there is something to say about healthy boundaries. Sure. So it's an interesting story. I just thought Naomi was kind of not nice about it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I thought Liz and the like mom with the second marriage, and I think that's what that's what it was, right? That was like a second hub- husband, yes. and that their daughter was going to Stanford, and she was left out of the Christmas card and whatever, right? I think that's an interesting story too. Yes. So I thought those were done well. 
Yes. I liked it. I liked that. And I thought... That was good. Okay, but is Liz manufacturing content? She's like, you never chaperone the dance. You never... And her mom's like, yeah. you didn't go. Because that was 20 years ago. You got to let that shit go. But if you're not including me in your family Christmas card, no, that is something to be upset about. (laughs) I agree. No, if she's still hanging on to all these things, that's what I'm saying. Like, the things I didn't like about this movie is there was so much hung up on, like, who they were in high school. I am not having a conversation with my dad 30 years later about something that happened in high school like with me and how that affected my family dynamic. Like, Mm. it's just not happening. Mm. I just hated, like, this whole, like, these people are supposed to be 35 years old. There's a point where you're maturing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Am I making sense here? I think it would have made more sense at a different time in their lives like maybe 10 years post-graduation as opposed to 17 yes they're still in their 20s there's some of this like i'm looking back 10 years is my life where i wanted it to be these are the expectations i had for my life yes but 17 may have been too far so should they have recast this with younger actors those well it's a different story maybe maybe i I think it's a different story Are we moving on to what we wished for? Yeah. So I think there are some loose ends for me that don't get tied up. There's some backstory that I'm missing. So there's a lot of Liz and Naomi conversation about Liz brought Naomi into the business. Mm -hmm. But we only get that in exposition. We don't really get... She's like, oh, I dragged you along. I gave you half of my business. It's kind of unclear to me the origin story of all of that. Yeah, for sure. And is Liz feeling resentful? Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yes, be- which is, it's that's also unclear to me because when Naomi says, maybe it's time for us to do new things, and Liz says, but new things together. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, have, I have so many questions. Go. Did it seem to you like maybe in the writing, it was almost like they were trying to make Tyler a villain? Were you expecting him to turn out to be a bad guy? Look, I would have liked this movie more if he was. Like, I was like, oh, the fake vegan, not fake vegan, but that's where it was headed. And like, oh, he's such a nice guy. This is all an act. He moved back to town to be an English teacher, all of this. Are they setting us up for disappointment? And then they weren't. And I was almost disappointed by that. I agree. With the whole thing where Liz sees him eat the salmon or whatever and calls him out for being not being a vegan. And then Naomi sees it eventually, right? I thought the better road in this movie would have been for Liz and Naomi to realize that high school hunk Chris Silver was not it in current day. Mm. And I think that would have been more interesting to watch in terms of Tyler Hines in this role. Because Tyler Hines is always the good guy, always the hunky love interest or whatever. Like, let him be hot, but let him be a douchebag. And then I think he would have got the last laugh for taking a role that was like so against type. What the hell is a secretly vegan restaurant? I have no idea. I thought that has to be a joke, but it didn't appear to be. You can't secretly be serving vegan food. You can't have a menu. Do you remember years ago at a blogging conference, there was a sponsored off-site event where they took people and they served them a meal and then it turned out it was all baby (gasps) food? Yes. That's horrifying. You can't lie to people about the food that you're serving. I agree. And as correspondent Mike pointed out in his email, it's quite possibly illegal. 
Oh, really? You can't say I'm serving you cheese and it's not cheese. <laughs> yeah, because what if you have an allergy or something? To whatever they're using to create yeah. if cashew milk cheese. I know. I am allergic to cashews. If somebody was serving me, like, yeah, it would be a huge problem. At what point does Liz relinquish her crush on Chris? Because when they go ice skating, mm-hmm. it appears to me that they are equally into him. She even has this imagined kiss moment. Yeah. Then Naomi kisses her taking her moment kisses him uh and then on the walk home she's like it's fine you're good you have my blessing yeah i don't understand i thought maybe because she saw him like eat the salmon but that happened after the ice skating thing so to me liz was into him yes why did she just like give it up to keep the peace I, th- I think it's never fully explored. She doesn't have someone else to have that conversation with. Mm-hmm. It's, again, another reason I think that maybe Naomi and Chris shouldn't end up together. I think it would have been better if they didn't end up together. Yeah. I think it would have been so much better because you have three people. Somebody is going to lose. Mm-hmm. That's not fun to watch. No, unless Liz was the one who realized, oh, he really isn't all that. But we never saw her have that realization. 30 minutes before, she was all into him. Right, right. Mindy is an underserved character in this movie. I don't even know who Mindy is. Well, that's because she's all but a throwaway. There's one scene where... Liz and Carly and Mindy are all having a conversation. It's where Liz decides she's going to host Jingle Ball. Yes. Carly does all the talking. Mindy's lines in that scene are, she nods. She says things like, you should. And he definitely would. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't contribute to the conversation other than standing there. And that happens in many scenes. She's... I think supposed to be like the cool friend. She was the former cheerleader. Was she the cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like, I live in Chicago now. Fine. But she's almost a little bit too much. Like we've got party Marty, Mm -hmm. these archetypes. And at least they hardly give them any presence in the movie. If you're going to have a conversation with three women, let her have an equal role in the conversation. Yeah, I feel like I'm the Mindy of this podcast sometimes. No. (laughs) This is going to be my question, though. In terms of, did it make you uncomfortable watching them where they're like, I pulled you along. It was my business. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Is Uh, that me? No, I did. I did put us in the scenario a little bit. But then I quickly backed out of it because everything that we've done, we've done together. I agree. But then I thought, oh, no, are there secret resentments? No, not at all. all. Which one of us is being quiet to keep the peace? I mean, you did pull me into working together initially, but that was a long time ago. I wouldn't still be here. Yes. Right? I hope. It was your (laughs) idea initially, but here we are. Here we are. Can I say I didn't like Naomi? I didn't find her very likable Hmm. at all as a person. Hmm. I thought she was terrible to her mom. I didn't think she was a great friend to Liz. And of course, this is all under assumption, not the mom part, but the friend part, because Liz got into Stanford. Naomi went wherever, I think Iowa Mm -hmm. or something like that. Did she need Liz? Did she convince Liz to go? Like this all backstory that... 
I don't have a full understanding about. Well, Liz, she didn't convince her. Liz told her I didn't get into Stanford because she didn't want Naomi to have to go to college by herself after her dad died. Okay, there's that. So there's that. Now, in terms of Liz and Naomi competing over the attention of Chris. Yeah. I think Naomi's just like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Like, she didn't consider Liz's feelings for Chris. Yeah, the moment after he kisses her, they do have the conversation where she tries to blow it off. She's like, it's no big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And Liz is like, it's okay, you have my blessing. But then she accepts a one-on-one date. I still think you need to have a second conversation. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think the expectations were super high for this movie and maybe it didn't land based on the popularity of Tyler Hines? Yes. I think a lot of the disappointment, and I don't think this is a perfect movie, but I think a lot of the disappointment falls in people watch a Tyler Hines movie and they want a Tyler Hines romance. Mm -hmm. They want swoony Tyler Hines. And that's not what this movie was about. Right. Now, I think Tyler Hines is charming on screen. And I thought he was charming on screen in this movie. Me too. And I liked when he has that conversation with Liz at the Jingle Ball. And I think he's, there's just moments where he says nice things to these women. And you're like, ooh, like I could understand why you would have this crush on him all these years later. I thought he was still very Tyler Hinesy in this movie. But is it a full swoon fest because he's not the star of the show? It isn't. It's not about Tyler and his co-star and their two competing stories. It's about Liz and Naomi with Tyler as a supporting character, quite frankly. So don't you think the Heinies are pissed because they kind of got duped? thinking this was going to be a Tyler Hines movie and it was a bait and switch situation. I almost wonder, do you think that the original script had the two not ending up together at the end? I wonder, is there some hallmark boardroom conversation happening where someone's like, doesn't always have to be a love story. And then there's pushback for someone saying, but there are people who expect it. <laughs> I swear this thing is going to fall apart on me. So the backstory of this moment in the podcast is my dog lost his mind, jumped all over Wendy. There was a loud cracking sound from one of the chairs. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. I you did. It. And I have an 80-pound puppy, y'all. He lost his mind. He wasn't being, he was just being a puppy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And but now I think I've broken the chair. Wendy just tipped the chair over to peek underneath it to see if there was an obvious crack. You didn't break the chair if it's broken. The dog oh did. Oh, God. The rug that this table is on had to be rotated 180 degrees to hide the corner that he chewed on in the back. Puppies, y'all. So anyway, back to the conversation. I wonder if there's some behind-the-scenes pushback where some people are saying there doesn't need to be a love story and other people are saying, yes, there does. This is not Movies and Mysteries. On Movies and Mysteries, particularly in the mysteries, when we're going to have a series, Mm -hmm. we don't always have a love story. I'm not sure we needed the love story. Again, I don't think they needed to end up together. And I wonder if maybe that was the initial intention. I wish we knew. I think they could have completely hired a different dude in this movie. So I have been thinking about that a lot because a lot of the commentary about this movie is that it was wasted on Tyler Hines. To me, 
any Tyler Hines appearance is a good Tyler Hines appearance. I've never seen him on screen and thought, man, I wish he wasn't in this movie. I'm not saying he's never made a bad movie. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I don't think I've ever seen him on screen and thought that another actor would have been better in the role. I'm not suggesting that. I know what people are saying. If we're going to have a Tyler Hines Christmas movie, I want a Tyler Hines Christmas movie. Yes. I get that. I do. I wish we had that too. At the same time, if you're going to have a movie about the high school heartthrob that these women still are pining for 17 years later, who better to play that role than Tyler Hines? Fair. Fair points. I see both sides. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um, not one Tyler and candy cane moment. No toothpick. Nothing. Give the people what they want. Seriously. (laughs) When they're drinking the hot chocolate flight, he couldn't put the peppermint stick in his mouth for half a second. That would have made the women. I'm not even going to say it. I don't even want to know where you were going to go with the end of that (laughs) sentence. I just, yeah, I just, there were some misses. There were some misses for me. Sure. Are you ready to move on to Did You See That? I have but two. Okay, let me hear. I have one. The fireplace at Naomi's house is so fake. I didn't even notice it. You only see it, um, Naomi and her mom are having a conversation in the kitchen. It's later in the film. It's in the background, but it's very obviously a digital fireplace. Mm -hmm. And I know those exist. Even my husband's like, whoa, that's fake fire. Did your husband like this movie? Mm, no. Uh, I, I don't. The answer is I don't know. And the reason I don't know is I had to watch both of the movies that we're reviewing this weekend twice because I was not feeling well Friday and Saturday oh. night. And I was not present for the actual on the couch yeah. evening viewing. Got it. And I had to rewatch it the next time. Got you. Got you. One of the did you see that's that I noticed in this movie is when they went to go meet Chris and the other classmates at the bar. They walk in. Chris is getting two pitchers of beer from the barkeep or whatever. <laughs> they go back down to the table. It's all good. They have their big scene here. They Everybody decides it's time to go home. There are two pitchers of beer still sitting on the table. They didn't mm. even touch it. There was so much booze in this movie, though. Yeah. Did you know he was drinking a beer at one time, like out of a bottle at the party? Mm-hmm. They talk about shots. Yes, they were drinking wine. Even when Carly says, oh, we're going to play Never Have I Ever Christmas Cookie Edition. And he's like, this sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Tyler can say a lot with very little. I agree. He still makes me swoon. He's still the best of the best. What was your other did you see that? How many Christmas trees does Naomi's mom have? Oh, my God. My daughter and I were watching this, and she's like, uh, there's one, two, three, four, five in this scene. In her front yard, there's many, many, many. Inside the home, there's so many. And she's never home for Christmas. She's been in Hawaii the past seven years. Oh, I totally miss that. They usually, Naomi and Liz usually take her to Hawaii every year. Oh, yeah. And why is she trying to pack up her home during Christmas time? Because she's going to sell it and move to Palo Alto. I know, but you have all this Christmas decor out. Like, you're packing up your cookbooks and stuff, too? Like, it's just too much. There's even a scene where she's like, you told me I was going to need my pots. Like, she was going to pack those, too, as if that's not the last thing you pack. 
Go pack those books that are getting dusty in the library you never use. Fake trees. Anyway, that's all. Yeah. What'd you rate this movie? I gave it four stars. <gasps> wow. Told you the takes were going to be spicy this week. I gave it three. It was a good movie. I just, again, like, I just feel like we're getting these movies that are not meant to be set at Christmas time. Are you yelling at your phone right now during this podcast recording? If you have things to say about this movie, we'd love to have you in our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. And if you have things to say about this podcast, especially if it's in the form of a five-star rating and a review, we would love for you to open up the Apple Podcast app and leave Girls Gone Hallmark a five-star review. Thank you for listening to this episode. More hot takes from us next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss. <laughs>